We've seen some insane weather this month, from tornadoes ripping through the south every day last week to unheard of heat index temperatures and power outages and massive storms and baseball-sized hail and even hurricanes trying to pop up before their normal season. Summer, we've already seen it all. Here on Dumb Money, that means we go shopping for stocks. Uh, some of our longtime go-to favorites like Beacon Roofing have already hit all-time highs. Beacon is up 50% so far this year. So are we too late or are there other stocks that can take the heat and the wind and the hail and the power outages? Today on Dumb Money, everything you need to know with even more catastrophic weather on the way. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Jordan, power went out for more than a half million people in the U.S. Uh, from the storms last week. It seems like it stayed out longer than usual here in Texas. Uh, the highs are normally near 100 in the summer. It's felt even hotter. The humidity in South Texas made the feels like temperature hit 125 degrees. For the rest of the world, that's 52 degrees Celsius. Uh, we, are, we, we still have like 6,500 people 65,000 people without power in Texas. Uh, three tornadoes hit Oklahoma last week. They were all EF1s. That knocked out power for 200,000 people. A bunch of people there still don't have power. Louisiana, quarter million people lost their power from the storm. So let's talk stocks. I obviously have GNRC and my summer storm bingo card. I have it on there every year, but they're already uh, down 50% from their peak last August. Are you are you guys looking at Generac at all? I, I bought it on that Oklahoma storm. Mm -hmm. And I sold it like ten minutes. Already, <laughs> you sold it? Oh, I bought it today. I bought I bought some calls today because it it came down yesterday, and then it came down a little bit today, and so I bought some calls. I I just sold it. I I have a new I have a new trade. I have a new yeah. tr a new weather trade this summer. I do what I love about this show for those of y'all that are watching. I just hope you guys appreciate this out there because man, I put like seven or eight hours of intense research into this summer storm trade trying to figure out what the best trade and I, dude i went deep on every possible trade you know i love beacon roofing but i'm not in beacon right now either because it's made its move um you know that now look at that out. hockey stick on uh on beacon by the way it is out of control that's a that's a big miss yeah, no, no, totally. Um, here's the thing, guys. There is a really unusual weather pattern right now. We are seeing some of the warmest waters that we have ever seen in the North Atlantic, uh, which generally means that we are going to set ourselves up for a monstrously huge hurricane season. On top of that, the it's 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 this is a, this sounds a little weird, but the, it, 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 the, the there's a lack of westerly wind okay which also is a net positive for severe hurricanes on top of that there's a lack of dust coming out of the sahara okay so the lack of dust actually is another propellant 
for massive hurricanes. Okay, this hurricane season. Now, all that said, you would I, think. I, did you get a, like a meteorological degree since the last time I talked? I, I, I did. I, I think I did. I think I, I'm like a mini meteorologist now. <laughs> because literally, literally, I saw the local TV weatherman say, "Yeah, it's uh, the the heat index is way higher than it usually is, and I really can't tell you why." But it's here's the, humi the well, I mean, humidity is out of control right now. It seems like. It, it, it is, but here's the thing, guys. Before you go all in on the hurricane trade, because you would normally think with all this going on, oh, it's going to be the biggest hurricane season ever, we are switching from a La Nina to an El Nino. And what an El Nino means is that we're actually going to get massive heat in the Pacific, okay? And that actually does different things to the vertical shear in the Atlantic that dampens hurricanes. So we have two opposing forces. We have a bunch of stuff that is propelling a big hurricane season, but El Nino looks like it's going to be really strong starting in July, and that will actually counteract the potential for huge hurricanes. So you can't really go all in again on the beacon roofing trade thinking that there's going to be worse hurricanes you can't go all in on generac right now think it's going to be a monstrously big hurricane season because the signs just are not there that said i did find something within the weather patterns that is actually even more interesting and that's this combination of heat that we are seeing which is like the perfect storm scenario for what could end up being the largest heat wave summer season ever in China, okay, and Southeast Asia. Do you know that yesterday it was 105.9 degrees in Beijing, which is the hottest day in June on record in the last 60 years in Beijing, okay? The heat wave in China is unbelievable right now, and it's so early. For them to have this sort of a heat wave this early is absolutely unprecedented. Now, last year was a huge heat wave in China. The year before that was a huge heat wave in China. So this is going to have all types of effects on different industry sectors. And guys, if what I'm seeing right now continues for the next 90 to 120 days in China, like, like watch out. It is an absolute game changer. So this, I think, is where the trades are that aren't really being appreciated yet, right? Like it's a China heat wave. Because, because we do basically every time there's a weather event, we do the winter storms, we do the summer storms. We haven't ever talked about China having a weather anomaly. And so I think this is very interesting. And you have two specific things that you're looking at as far as, as areas to invest. What are they? I got really excited on one thing and I decided not to pull the trigger on it. It was the coal trade, right? Because China is the world's largest consumer of coal and the degree of HVAC usage across China is just drives a massive amount of coal usage, okay? Now, China produces a lot of coal, but they're also a massive importer of coal as well. And when China needs to utilize all that coal, it will drive up coal prices globally. That said, China, as we know, is having a really hard time coming out of the pandemic and their coal usage is actually massively down. They actually have extraordinary coal reserves right now. So that trade doesn't work. 
So you can't just like look at these trades and get overly excited about them. You have to look at the other side. And I just can't get that excited about the China coal trade. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Ideally, what do I want? What I want to trade is Chinese HVAC companies. But the three major Chinese HVAC companies, Daikon, uh, Medea Group, uh, and Higher, and there's also a fourth called Greer. Gree. 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 Excuse. Yeah. None of them are traded on U.S. exchanges. And that's a problem. So now I'm looking at what global HVAC companies are doing a lot of business in China. And the one that I found was Carrier Global. Carrier Global, 20% of their revenue comes from Asia. Probably half of that comes from China. And by the way, this is not just a China story. All of Asia is, is looking to be under... Uh, potentially a massive heat wave for almost the entirety of this summer. So Carrier Global actually does an incredible amount of revenue in China. It's a huge market for them. It's a growth market for them. And when you look at the Chinese HVAC market, it is kind of divided into two pieces. On one hand, you have these cheap air conditioning units that you stick in the window that if you look at these Chinese towers that you see in the news all the time, there's like tens of thousands of them in every building. And believe it or not, the average Chinese, uh, uh, um, excuse me, the average Chinese resident has now has two air conditioners in their apartment, which is pretty amazing. They've come a long way. But Carrier is actually the leader in um full home central AC, the type of AC that we have right here in the US. They're actually the leader of central HVAC in China. And if you think about it, that is a market where they don't have to compete with a lot of these kind of just off the shelf Chinese you know, air conditioning companies that are making these super cheap box ACs that probably have an extraordinarily low margin, right? Because they're just producing them as quickly as they can. They are in, I think, a really, really good position this year if China, for the third year in a row, actually steps it up and has even a worse heat wave. Um, I can't think of a better company right now in terms of a weather trade than Carrier Global. So I haven't bought shares yet. I'm going to buy them right now. We're not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. This is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. So do your own homework, guys. Uh, Talk about you know, feel free to talk about these weather trades in the uh, Discord, dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. I'm going on, Dave Jordan, right now. I'm literally going. I mean, I did. I'm going what, on what right kind now. Of, what I'm, kind of size are you looking at? Per- well, like not dollars, in- like percentage of your uh, overall portfolio, like point point five five. No, dude, dude, listen. You know how hyped I am on some of the other trades we've talked about over the past couple months, whether it be in mode, whether it be Molson cores, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, now, you, you know, there's, there is a, uh, an argument to be made that Molson cores is a hot weather stock because what do people drink when the weather gets hot and what are uh, they not drinking now? You're right. But I, that would actually make a better case for Budweiser, believe it or not in China, because they have way better distribution in China than Molson Coors. But uh, yes, a globe, on a global level, I completely agree. I completely agree. I actually have another weather-related 
Chinese and Asian stock, and it just goes right in with everything else we've been talking about the last two weeks. Crocs. I mean, I'm dead serious, yeah. guys. Crocs is actually massively expanding in China, and this is the. This, this looks like, like something the that the Chinese Crocs. people would love to wear. Yes. Yes. Um, but because of my big Crocs position, because of my big Molson Coors position, which, by the way, I downsized this week because I'm a little nervous about the uh, Pride event in Denver that Molson Coors is the key sponsor of this weekend. Not that I have an issue with them sponsoring, but just from a reaction, from a consumer reaction this weekend, I think it is a little bit of a risk for them. So I pulled back some of my position. If there isn't like a huge consumer backlash from this weekend, from, you know, videos going viral, anti-Molson cores, anti, you know, cores, I will Which, get is back it, Is it Coors Light brand that is uh, sponsoring this event? It, it's just cores. I think it's just cores. Cores? Cores, yeah. Um, so I'm going to buy some carrier right now. It's not going to be a lot. I, I'm sorry, guys. I told my daughter to let the dog in the house and oh sorry this is super embarrassing i mean this is a joke i i'm, I'm sorry i have to do this because i have a guy at the door <laughs> oh I, th I thought there's some dog barking or something going on in the background and i wasn't hearing it but now he has to make a phone call to his front door sorry. Sorry. <laughs> all right um jordan are you looking at any chinese weather or u.s weather or global weather trades yeah, so I kind of went through the same ringer, but I waited a little bit and bought Generac um, after it had pulled back down a little bit because this is not new news, um, all of the storms. Um, and so there was some, I think there was some, a little bit of profit taking over the last few days on Generac. Um, so I waited a little bit. I was patient. I got in um, because I don't think these severe weather incidents are going to stop. Um, and so I think Generac is a decent call. So I've got either August or September calls on Generac. Um, I'll give it some time. It's not, it's not a huge position. It's enough to just kind of have a feeler out for it. Jordan, I it? would be... Generac be pulled in back Gen so much. What's that? that? I'm just... The problem is I just have these other trades I'm so excited about. I'm just so pumped yeah. on Crocs. I want to get back heavier into Molson cores. I I just... I, I'm spread too thin right now. Yeah. To put a big position I mean, back in Generac, and I, I do I think Carrier is a good trade. That's one that I looked at this morning that I have not pulled the trigger on, but um, it's good to know that your head's in the same place on that one because I, I could see myself going into Carrier as well. I'm gonna buy four thousand shares right now. Okay, yeah, so that, that's what I'm getting right now, which is about two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, the only issue that we've got is if you see some sort of like industrial slowdown across the board, um, demand can wane. But you know, I just don't. Done. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. So, like I said, I looked at every single weather trade right now. And by all means, if it looks like we have a major weather event uh, that blows roofs off of, you know, 100,000 houses or that causes another situation where we have a quarter of a million homeowners like we did in Tulsa this last week, that are without power for multiple days. Uh, by the way, all the generators in Oklahoma are sold out. They are coming down yeah. to Dallas to buy. I was going to go to Home Depot this morning, just out of curiosity, to see if they were out of generators in Dallas because people are driving from Oklahoma to Dallas to bring back generators. Um, it, they, it, no electricity for a week. Now they have their electricity back mostly as of today, but 
you can't have too many of those events. If we have a couple more of those events this summer, that is enough to be a massive tailwind again for Generac. Um, but Generac needs those events and they need those events in new areas where they haven't been hit before. So, you know, if you have a snowstorm in, you know, Chicago that, and you have four feet of snow, people already have generators in Chicago. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, the, the, the penetration level of generators is not at that level. So when they're without electricity for a week, like we were in Dallas, remember that Jordan, like yeah. a few years ago for a week, dude, we all got generators. I got a generator and that's what pro propelled uh Generac stock. See, I did not get a generator. I'm, uh, I just haven't got it. this, this, by the way, I'm, I'm showing, but I don't think you're hearing the, uh, the, TikTok that Chris sent me um, from Tulsa. They they have not. He he's out of power. Generators are impossible to buy, and even if you can find a generator, they you can't get gasoline to fill them. So it's it's a real problem. Uh, and that made me think. You know what? One of my uh, electricity plays is Tesla, right? <laughs> and the power walls and the future of being able to have your own battery backup for your house and not need a uh, yours is natural gas. It's in your backyard, right, Chris? But not Mine needing that natural gas. Not yes. needing that additional supply line to your house and just being able to run for a few by, days. By the that. way, people, someone in the comments just said that, oh, China's mostly apartments. I'm out on like this trip, which is, listen, we want to have diverse opinions on this. Guys, if you think China is just mostly, apart, do you know how much business there is in China? How many industrial places that need central HVAC for their warehouses, for their operations, for their offices, like you can't operate, right? Or even when the parts and things degrees. like that for already existing systems. Like it's not just all about new systems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ex Jordan, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like servicing is- Because when you like, go through extreme heat this. like this, things break and that's- China, you know. China is just simply going through what we went through here over the past 40, 50 years, right? As you develop as a country, um, people get accustomed to, you know, new types of luxuries you, you know you get accustomed to going to work and having air conditioning right so this is just how it is in addition to that they also are building you know they have buildings and homes lots of them and people want central air as well right they're evolving uh into wanting more things like the west so i think carrier is actually in a really good position they spent an enormous amount of time and resources to build up their infrastructure in china in fact i'll just read this to you they have five thousand employees there four manufacturing bases in China, two R&D centers, 70 sales and service office uh, service offices in China. So just to give you an idea, these are the types of applications that they do. They do skyscrapers, hotels, airports, subways, amusement parks, apartments, villas, grocery stores, okay? So like that's the type of thing that they service over in China. It's a massive, massive, massive industry. And Carrier is the leader and man, there's nothing, no better tailwind than the worst, what, what could end up being the worst heat wave in a century in the continent of China, <laughs> like, like, right? You can't ask for more than that. So I'm in on this carrier trade. It's not my biggest trade right now, but I'm in on it. That sounds, what, what about some of the other, I, I'm seeing people in the comments, what about Home Depot, the more traditional, like when things go bad, people go to Home Depot or Lowe's or that sort of thing. Well, well, I just don't see, listen, things have been bad the last month, but again, 
once El Nino settles in in July, you're going to have these opposing forces, and we are expected to have an average hurricane season. Um, at least that's what's in the forecast. So if I thought we were going to have a record hurricane season like we did a couple of years ago, right, where we had, remember, was it 2016 or 2020 where we had 30 named hurricanes? Um <laughs> Un, absolutely yeah. unreal. If I and we haven't we had a named hurricane a- yet, but we have had tropical storms that have been given names that could have turned into hurricanes, and they usually that usually doesn't happen until August or it, September. And August September is really the time frame, and we're just we're just early. We're we're early, but again, El Nino settles in, and it's an imposing force, and it should dampen some of the hurricane activity. I don't that that's what the weather people are are saying. So I'm not super excited on having an above-average storm hurricane season once we get out of this June uh, time period. So I, I'm not going to play the Home Depots yet. Now, as we've done a million times in the past, if we see a mega storm coming and we feel that that storm is going to hit a heavily populated area, by the way, we've been trading storms for close to 20 years. Okay, so we've done. We have a lot of a lot of this experience. It's not about how big the storm is. It's about where it hits. Um, we're always looking out for that storm that could be a direct hit on Miami, on Fort Lauderdale, a Cat 5, even a strong Cat 4. That would be catastrophic. That would be the storm of all storms to trade Home Depot yeah. uh, to yeah. actually short the insurance companies. There are a, pop, a couple publicly traded insurance companies that have been doing exceptionally well for 20 years because every time we think they're going to get hit by a major hurricane and go bankrupt, because I've done the math, and my math tells me that if and when we get a Cat 5 that hits Fort Lauderdale, Miami, that these insurers will go bankrupt. It almost seems like an inevitability. Uh, I like to short those companies when the hurricane is like three days away and then cover that short when we realize it's probably not going to be a direct hit. Same thing with the Home Depot trades. You you have to be early on these storm trades. Uh, everyone gets excited about them. Everybody pours into Home Depot. And then if it fizzles out, Home Depot drops. And if it really is a mega storm in a super populated area, Home Depot continues to build after the storm hits. It's it's a really guys, this has been one the storm trades have been some of the easiest trades I've ever made. And they just repeat every year. I like you this comment from uh, Farmer Brett. Stock forecasters and weather forecasters are the two professions where you can be wrong half the time and still keep your job. <laughs> so yes. true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I I do love doing I love trading storms and I love trading weather. And do you remember back in the day when we were trading beacon roofing? based on the mention frequency, Jordan, at Ticker Tags. Well, we had a software company that monitored mention frequency of words across Twitter and compared it to prior years. But the mention frequency of people speaking about hail hitting their home, right? So if we saw an anomaly year, we would go all out, all in on Beacon Roofing. And we, I, I can't even tell you how much money we made back then on Beacon Roofing because the insurance reports wouldn't come out for 60 days. So we would see real time data on Beacon Roofing as the hailstorms hit because it's not about how many hailstorms you have it's about did the hailstorm actually hit a residential neighborhood like massive residential neighborhoods and they were the easiest trades ever if you had access and were willing to look at this data you could even look at google search data people searching 
for um, like 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 oh roof roof damage or like roof repair right the word roof repair is something that you can just simply check on google trends and back in the day that would instantly spike after a hailstorm that hit a heavily populated area and you can compare it to private to prior years and it was a great metric uh for trading boofing uh ugh, beacon roofing i can't do it right now guys beacon is way too high relative to where the data is even with these hailstorms uh, I was just pulling up uh, roof repair to see if we are at all-time highs because I thought you sent me a screenshot that showed that we were, but if I'm looking at it now, it does not seem to be. Yeah, it, it's near five-year highs. It, if you go global, it's, it's. I think it's a little bigger, but no, there, there's no reason to be. I don't think to be trading Beacon here. By the way, Mister Super Gibbs, I don't trade the reinsurers. I just trade. Straight up in the past, I've traded. There's a couple publicly traded insurers for Florida. Yes, they technically have reinsurance, but I, at least in prior years, uh, my math led me to believe that with a major hit, they could not survive, even even with their reinsurance, because their reinsurance is still somewhat limited, um, and how they're set up. Oh, how much are they talking about? Forty billion dollar company carrier. Listen, uh. It will move the needle. I think it will move the needle for Carrier. I absolutely do. Carrier has their projection settled in for a normal year. And when you have a big growth market that's experiencing this type of a heat wave, I think investors are going to get ahead of it. If it, if, and it's a big if, you know, if the heat wave in China truly does sustain over the next 90, 120 days, and we have what could be the biggest heat wave of the century or something close to it. I think investors are going to pile into companies like Carrier. They're just not there yet. It's June, guys, right? It's early. So you want to get in on these trades. I want to get in. We're not financial advisors. I want to get in a little early. I like the risk reward. I'm not buying options. But I, I, by the way, I also think it's just generally it looks like it's going to be a globally warm summer, right? Have you seen the heat wave even in Europe? You've seen the heat wave in the south of the U.S.? Guys, it is insane. Yeah. Like the humidity is just absolutely, we're in Texas. Is this not one of the worst Junes that you can remember in a long time? I don't know. I haven't been outside in like two weeks. <laughs> bad, dude. It's so bad. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, I, I actually, yesterday was a little cloudier and it was still not quite as humid. Went outside, hung out by the pool a little bit, but uh, no, it's it's been miserable here. Uh, I lowered my position in LAC, guys. People are asking. Um only because it's just a opportunity cost, right? You can only invest in so many things. I have other trades that I'm more interested in right now than LAC. Uh, honestly, this carrier trade is not a huge trade for me. Um, the yeah. other stuff we've been talking about is just more interesting. Uh, this this is interesting. Uh, Adam's invisible hand. On a serious note, Enphase is only beaten by Tesla as an alternative energy play. Carrier makes traditional AC. Future is heat pump, which Tesla's working on. Buying Carrier is like buying IBM at the start of the PC computer R revolution. Okay, here, here, first of all, here's what you need to understand. I'm not making a long-term investment in Carrier. This is no, a, no, this you're is playing specifically the next yeah. 90 days. <laughs> Hoping that when they and they're going to have their earnings come out soon, hoping that that encap captures a little bit of growth or a, a statement by the CEO saying, "Yeah, we're seeing uh, this. The hotter temperatures in in China are driving 
uh, more sales than we were earlier in anticipating. So we're revising our number upward. Yeah, that's all so, you're looking so for. That's right. Don't you're not, get you're not investing in the future of traditional AC. Yeah, I, I will likely be out of this carrier trade in weeks to months. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. Someone wants us to talk more tap and bud, guys. That I should be a follow-up episode because uh, that Budweiser video was one of our most watched ever, and so we should I, really um, do a follow-up. Fine, not one buried strong, thirty minutes into a live show. Fine, I have strong feelings on that trade, and we ha absolutely need to do an update, and it should be next week because next week will be the week to update that trade. That's when I'm updating my portfolio on that trade based on what happens this weekend at that Pride event. So. So we have to have a show next week. Subscribe if you haven't already. That is going to do it for this one, though. Thanks for watching. We're Dumb Money, the original one and only Dumb Money. You may have seen another trailer bouncing around, which is amazing, by the way. We need to do a reaction video to that soon. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.